The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. to another episode of the world's team on blogging the boys network in partnership with sb nation i am meg murray and i am joined by paul stewart hey paul how's it going not too bad not too bad how is yourself oh pretty good paul's over there all bundled up in his own home so uh yeah yeah i'm trying to i'm I'm, I'm (laughs) trying to save my energy bills because the cost of living crisis here in the united kingdom and also the fact that everything in the UK is pretty much going to oblivion right now. It's just crazy <laughs> over here right now. Oh, it is. Uh, it's in the 90s over here in Dallas, Texas. So um, yeah, yeah, rub it in. Rub it in. We're just waiting for you to move. Yeah, just need to just get my, just somehow need to try and get my visa and then I'll be there ASAP. Well, uh, the Cowboys did you another favor this week. We're having a noon game um, against the Detroit Lions at AT&T Stadium. Are you excited about that? I'm I'm excited and I'm, I'm excited for a few reasons. Um, obviously, the 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 return of the the myth, the legend that is Dak Prescott, that is coming back to the fold. He it feels like our start season is literally actually starting. Like it it, it feels weird. I mean, it feels like this is like. A, a slight reset button to the season yeah like with, with that coming back now so i'm excited yeah i mean a restart button is right i mean we like we said last week uh cooper rush really kept us out of a ditch we may be third in the nfc east right now but our season is far from over there's a lot of hope going forward and especially with Dak prescott at the helm um there's a lot to get excited about yeah, and, and as of right now, like the NFC East is literally as the NFC beast right now. I think yeah. I think collectively right now of all the divisions, the NFC East have the best record. Yeah, the three-headed beast, I should say. The commanders aren't really hanging in there too hot, but <laughs> no, no, they're going for a right dysfunction right now. Just a bit. Um, speaking of kind of dysfunctional teams, we like I said, we are ta- or facing the Detroit Lions this week. So yeah, yeah, like dysfunctional and defensive side of the ball. Yeah, they're not that great in terms of the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, it's a really hit and miss. Like, so I was like, I was watching the the, the Lions and Patriots game there, and obviously 
they got shot out in that game. Yeah. Uh, but even still, um, Cooper, uh, so, uh, what's his Jared name? Goff. Jared Goff. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> I, I think I was getting mixed up because Cooper, uh, Cooper, uh, uh, Cup was his former right receiver back at LA there. Yeah. So my, my head, it's, <laughs> my mind's a little bit mushed up right now. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Yeah, but but anyway, uh, Jared Goff, um, he's got 11 touchdowns and he's only been sacked seven times. So, and that's the tied lowest, well, the, the, the sack count is the tied lowest in the NFL alongside with the LA Chargers. So that's quite interesting to find, uh, to know that statistic. But one thing I'm trying to find out just now is how many total pressures is the offensive line been getting right now? Because that seems to be the Achilles heel, especially when I was watching that um, the Patriots and Lions game, it seemed like there was a lot of pressures getting thrown at Goff, even though there was no QB hits or anything like that, but it did prone to Goff making mistakes, where one of them where he fumbled the ball and he got recovered by New England um, and, and on top of that, he threw an interception in there as well, and I think his total count for interceptions right now is four for the season uh yes so 11 touchdowns four interceptions seven sacks and with a, a and so he's averaging 271 passing yards per game for five games that's actually not a bad statistic when you really break it down from the statistical point of view so um it's a hard one it's like it, it seems like they can move the ball no problem, whatever not. But the here, but here's the interesting uh, fact: when they do, or like when they are in the likes of the red zone, they have a seventy five percent success rate of actually getting the ball in the end zone when they're within twenty yards. So that's a concern. So if they're in that proximity, they're in that red zone offense, then they're lethal, pretty much. So it'll be very interesting to see how. Our Dallas defense can help prevent that from them moving the chains. Yeah, I mean, another thing to note, though, with that is that um, their rushing attack, while they do have, they have DeAndre Swift, who is a um, big name for them returning this week, um, their rushing attack in short yardage situations is pretty poor. Um, they only convert about 53% of their um, power situations. So, yep. That's something to keep an eye on with them. Um, but again, like I said, having DeAndre Swift coming back is a big, um, big thing for them. He's mm -hmm. he's a great running back. He's um, a really good running back. For the past couple games, and they are coming off of a bye week. So they yep. had time to shake off those, that the jitters and whatever they were dealing with against mm -hmm. the Pats. They got all that sorted, and they're coming to Dallas. Yeah, so he's he's up against like a, a up and coming run defense who are getting better by week by week. So that seems to be the more issue he's got right now, um, going into this game. So, but but don't get me wrong, like Swift is a good running back, but the way how like a Osa Adigizur has been playing right now, he's been like getting into the A gaps and that as well, and we're we're seeing like even Nick Gallimore and Tristan Hill, all the guys in the defense and interiors are really stepping up right now. So. And if there's one thing right now is what the Lions have been doing right now, they've been running the ball more down the middle. So, um, but yeah, it's 
for our run defense. It's a it's a big game for him because like the running backs like Swift and Williams they've been pretty effective right now, like. Well, and it, it kind of goes to what um your specialty I should say is that their O line um is good, so they have someone who and the and the run blocking for sure yeah their run blocking has been huh? absolutely exceptional I think they're they're ranked number five according to Pro Football Focus in terms of run blocking but their pass protection despite they've only given up seven sacks, are, are one of the worst. So, uh, which is quite, a, it, when you, it's kind of weird saying that because when you look at it from the other side of the ball in terms of pass protection, it's like, yeah, they've managed to protect them, draw from the, from getting sacked. But yeah. how many pressures have they gave up though? How many uh, QB hurries has he managed to leave out the pocket? So there's all those play into a factor there, and that's one thing we I, we notice a lot in that Detroit game against the uh, New England Patriots is that they were failing with the pressure and it forced Jared Goff to run outside the pocket. Yeah, I mean, and Goff is a bit inconsistent under pressure, so getting back there is going to be a key thing. I think um, something interesting though is that they're a uh, Penny Sewell is something it's a name that we heard a bit, you know, going through. Yeah, especially back in the draft um, draft mm-hmm. days. Yeah. A guy that we really wanted to get. Yes. Yeah, it's someone that we we were really interested in. It was something that like I think everyone would have been excited had we, you know, got him. It turned out to work pretty well. But he's gonna be someone who's facing Micah Parsons. So um that is gonna that's a matchup that Dan Campbell claims to be excited about, but I have to uh, assume that his coordinators are a bit more uh, concerned where that comes to play. Yeah, well, so Penison will be on, on the. I think he plays on the left side. I will need to double check that. But but even said that, even with Demarcus Lawrence there, and don't forget Dolan Armstrong, who's mm-hmm. is on the verge of having a season best of his whole career. Because he's one, uh, he's tied his tr- season best with five sacks right now. So, if he gets an ass sack in this game against Detroit, he's had his best ever season with the Dallas Cowboys in terms of those type of numbers. So, um, we kind of forget about him because he's been he's uprised himself to like since the departure of Randy Gregory, he stepped up to the plate. Oh, yeah. Um, and Demarcus Lawrence, he's an excellent run stopper defensive end. He's not so much the pass rush defensive end we've been wanting like from previous years but he's definitely been more in control and helping with the run defense right now so all these things do play into a factor and how's he going to deal with Michael Parsons it's going to be quite interesting because um out of the just looking at the stats just now in terms of like all the grades and stuff up from PFF it's like Penny Sewell is heads and highs above the rest of the O-line by like based on the grade level by 20 points so he's graded like in like in the eighties, and all the other offensive linemen in terms of pass protection and stuff like that are graded in the sixties. So it just shows you the level step up level between from the other guys in the offensive line for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean that's a very good point. I think both of their tackles are pretty locked down. Taylor Decker as well, um, but Penny Sewell good player, has brought, very good player. Yes, yeah, but Penny Sewell has brought like a that that extra oomph to that O-line. Um, so that's, I mean, that's why their run game has been successful. Yep, um, absolutely. 
and especially with swift back that's going to be something to really look out for um kind yeah. Of thing, so yeah so for likes and here and i was talking to well i was talking to jtalk yesterday uh <laughs> on on, on the UK Cowboys, but I was also talking to Law Nation Sports on a different podcast, and both both of those guys have mentioned site. The only thing we're lacking right now, if we've got Micah Parsons on the edge, we don't really necessarily have the speed factor in the middle in in the middle with the linebackers right now. Don't get me wrong, like LVE's having a good season. Mm-hmm. Like he seems to be at the right place at the right time, but in terms of when the ball is moving laterally and stuff like that, like to change direction to chase after the ball, he's not the fastest out there. So we are lacking in the speed depth, and that's just where Donovan Wilson comes to play. He's having to drop down to be be that speed guy right now. So there is that concern where our if these are having to come down to meet the tackle all the time because. Um, Sometimes our linebackers can be maybe a wee bit slow in reacting to the run game. So, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's going to pose a pose a bit of a challenge um, on that end. This is not a team to look past, even given their, even though they have a uh, one and four record right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. They're, they're a team that gave the Eagles hell in the first week. It, it, it seemed to be said uh, for the games going down the line. Like, for example, um, Jacksonville, like, they're not a team that's doing too well just now, but given any given Sunday, they could be a team that can actually cause problems. Like, it just depends who shows up. So yeah. we need to assume the worst-case scenario that the Lions are going to be this team that, that could be the... um, God, What's the terminology again? You trying to call them a trap game? Yes, yes. Like we need to just like assume that, treat it like a trap game, and make sure that does not happen. Essentially, you know, and I think that's kind of one of the many great things about Dak coming back this week um, is just that my guy is ready to go. He's he doesn't care who's on the other side. Like he's going to ball out as much as he possibly can. Um, I do think. Um, personally, and I think you may, may agree with me on this. I think they'll keep try to keep the ball on the ground. So we're yeah, gonna I, see a I'm lot so I'm so, I'm so glad you brought that up because I'm kind of I'm sure what because we know Kelly Moore likes to throw the ball, yes. like he, he, he's very pass orientated. He likes to get spicy. Yeah, and not always in a good. And we, uh, yeah, and we can't afford to be too fancy and spicy oh. and magical with the play, but we can't afford to do that. We need to, if what he did for Cooper Rush was keep it simple, keep it effective, and simple, like just the simplicity of the playbook worked really well for Cooper Rush. If we can just do that for Dak Prescott, he'll be putting up those big numbers again. If we start getting too fancy, then that's when we're going to throw ourselves shooting ourselves in the foot. So, but in terms of like the distribution, I would definitely be more leaning towards the run game because not that is Dak's first game back. I know he'll want to ball out, but at the same time, it's like you can ball out on the ground too. Uh, absolutely, like run. Why not? Why can't we not do any run play pass options? Why not? You know, yeah. yeah so, um, but with Zeke's performance against the the Dirty Birds last week, um, like. That second half, he really turned it up a notch, and we actually got to saw uh, how Zeke, what 
our expectations was of him to really get those dirty yards after contact, moving up the field, moving the chains. So I expect to see more of that uh, against a, a, a Detroit defense. I've really struggled in all aspects of the game, pretty much, in terms of the run and the passing. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, let's get into that. The Detroit defense is what you would call bad. They are 32nd in pass rush, pass rush win rate. They're the 31st in the PFF coverage grade. They're 27th in touchdown percentage and 32nd in conversion rate. Yeah, that's just that's just absolute crazy. So... <laughs> yeah, so just to give you even more statistics just now. So um, in terms of run defense, they are ranked, let me see, they're ranked 28th according to PFF in terms of their run defense. And in terms of their pass rush, they are ranked 28th. So um, in terms of the actual like pressure from the defensive line. So yeah, that's where, that's where they're ranked in terms of the, So basically their secondary is their weakest point as well. And make no mistake, they've got they do have some good players in their defense. They they, 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 yeah, well, well, I was thinking more in the secondary as well. They've got oh, Jeff, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Okuder, for example. Um, he's maybe not had the best start to this Lions career, but he is he does have moments where he does really show why he was a first round draft pick. And and like you mentioned, Aiden Hutchinson, he's like what, what was he like the first overall pick this year? Uh, for defensive ends, uh, no, no, I mean, like, just in general, in this year's draft, I, I think was he not the first player taken off the board list? This draft year? Guy. That's just you, I don't oh. know. Oh, right. Okay, <laughs> well, so, uh, I think he I is. was, I, I think... was kind of paying attention, and I was mostly paying attention to us, so yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you, you should always pay attention, Chris. You may never know, there may be a trade. Um, I apparently need to pay attention just in case you can't remember something. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, phone shots at me. My god, <laughs> shots coming from inside the house. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's true. Aiden Hutchinson is, regardless of where exactly he was picked, he's a great player and he's someone to uh keep an eye out for, I should say. Yeah, um, but all that to be said, you know, this really gives the offense an opportunity to open up a bit. Um, yes, they, do they have a good offense that we need to keep in mind? Yes. Do we have a good offense that is going against a bad defense? That's exciting. Yeah. Like I find the expectations 
for this game is we do need to put at least 25 points on the board at least to kind of like get the ball moving like yeah. like just to kind of get that momentum going with our offense and that and uh but yeah like i'm just again just kind of going back to the the statistics here so 32nd like the 32nd overall like you mentioned but their their pass coverage is just way way terrible in terms of their grading and in terms of what they've done how many yards they've they've given up it's it's not a good statistic so yeah i mean when Dak's ready to let it fly um that will be available to him um they should be able to draw him up some like pretty standard plays for like to throw the ball downfield it's something that we're gonna we should be able to do on sunday um i think the interesting thing is gonna be how they end up splitting um tony and zeke this game because they've been using zeke to um like pound that like, defensive line it, it, is you they are using zeke as that power power back yeah, pretty much like he's he's there as like literally, essentially, basically what Pittsburgh did with the bus, essentially have yeah. him to really run down defenses, put linebackers on their butt on the floor, pretty much, and Tony Pollard's there to pick it up and get the easy yardage, essentially. But he is more elusive. He's there. Pollard's the more running back is able to kind of get the speed upfield, whereas Zeke's the one it, it really wears down defenses. Yeah, it's, I mean, and so that's why I'm like, are they just going to let Tony rip? Or are they just going to, you know, keep him pretty even? I'm keeping a jab-jab cross combination. <laughs> I like Basically. it. So, it's, well, actually, it'll be power punch, power punch, followed by an uppercut. There we go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, and Tony's going to have that opportunity to have um, to break loose, I feel like in in this going against this defense, um, but to look kind of more inward, um, you wrote an article this week about Terrence Steele. Yes, yes, my yeah. goodness, Terrence Steele really set the like set my eyes lit up like pretty much um, just how much he's so improved in the past couple of weeks, like. Don't get me wrong, like he, he is still subject to still making the odd penalty there and there. But with him working with Duke Manyweather, um, who is a well renowned uh, offensive lineman coach, uh, strength and conditioning coach out there, helping all offensive linemen all across the NFL to meet that next level, he's done absolute wonders for Terrence Steele right now. And the way how he's performed right now is outstanding for what he did to Fletcher Cox in that game completely manhandled him and and i'm not being exaggerating here go watch the film he absolutely obliterated fletcher talks in multiple occasions and and this is and i'm gonna mention this because uh, this was one thing i know we're talking we're trying to move on onto the lines but this whole narrative that hassan riddick is better than micah parsons i'm sorry but that is just the biggest load of crap i've ever heard in my life or well, yeah, yeah, because, but like, I, for my argument was, yeah, Michael Parsons going up against Lane Johnson, who is a good right tackle for for the Eagles, did pretty well against Michael Parsons, but for everyone to kind of criticize Terrence Steele, who people were saying arguably, uh, arguably saying 
Reddick is better than Parsons. I'm sorry, sorry. So you're saying so our mid-level, lower-tier right tackle compared to your right tackle actually outperformed your guy, huh? Interesting. But then, how many tackles did Reddick get? One, just one tackle. No, and it was an assist tackle. No solo tackles. No nothing. Didn't do anything. Tyrion Steele would completely shut him out through that whole game, and also just to put the cherry on top of it, completely send Avanti Maddox to oblivion five yards down the line. Then by sealing the the deal and finishing the check on his monthly dinner on that play, to decide to pancake him. There we go. There's your dinner. <laughs> I hope you like it. Yeah, I mean, this is something that we kind of talked about with John Mishota, um on Girls Talking Boys on Friday is that, you know, he's definitely, like, Micah Parsons is the favorite for Defensive Player of the Year, especially if he, things keep going the way that they're going. Um, yeah. There's, there's, no, there's no question that Micah Parsons is shortlisted. He is the front runner right now. Oh, by, it, it's not even that close. It's mm-hmm. the funny thing. Um, the, it's just interesting, you know, I was asking him, do you think that they're, might have been like a magic formula that you know Lane Johnson was brewing over there that people might you know look to uh, mimic when they play Micah Parsons and he was like they can sure try but he's going to find a way around it even it like even if Lane Johnson had stayed on that field he would have broken loose at some point yeah the thing is I credit is due to Lane Johnson for kind of stopping Parsons but at the same time and I will give the Dirty Birds some credit. That run play option did confuse our defense quite a fair bit. Sure. Like there was a lot of uncertainty in terms of assignment and that, and it did get, get a second going. And you can see there was frustrations with our defense. You saw Trevon Diggs lift taking his helmet off in frustration. You saw Micah Parsons uh getting a little bit frustrated that there's Odiri Zoo as well, uh, basically um pretty much um spearing Jason Kelsey down to the ground. Um, but yeah, um, but if there's one thing that if you're trying to compare Parsons to anybody else, Parsons can do it all. And a lot of people are saying, oh, Michael Parsons cannot cover. Yes, he can. Right? Parsons can cover in coverage. And he's done that numerous times. He did it against the Giants. He did it against the Vikings last year. And he just did it there. He almost actually got an interception on Dallas Goddard. So for anyone to doubt Micah Parsons, doubt him as much as you want. He is the star of the Dallas Cowboys right now in our defense. Go ahead and make the that lion angry. You won't like him when he's angry. <laughs> exactly. Oh, they, they, yes, 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 yes. I like it. Yep. I mean, and that kind of leads us in, I mean, we were talking about Terrence Steele there, but that kind of leads us into our next point. You are writing about in the trenches, you're talking about the defense this week. Yep. Um, That's, you know, like we said, we have our offense going against a bad defense. They have their, you know, pretty good offense going against our great defense. Tell us a bit about how that's going to look on on our side. (laughs) On our side. So offensively, I think, the run game is going to be vital, like we kind of mentioned about. The distribution between Zeke and Parla is going to be important. I don't expect too much from Dak for his be- first game being back, but then again, we could be wrong because we said that about Michael Gallup. We, we thought Michael Gallup's return was going to be very limited, but he ended up absolutely um, being heavily involved in the game. 
Uh, Storing a touchdown was like eighty something odd yards or something like that. So he had a lot of targets sent over to him on the the defensive side of the ball. Um, my main concern is them run down the middle of the field. So for likes of, like I mentioned, Osa Divizua, Nevergalamore, Tristan Hill, all the guys in the middle, they need to make sure that they're hitting their A gap and B gaps correctly and ensure that um, th- there's just no room for error in the middle. And for likes of the, the edge, put, was put um, Penny Sewell up to his paces. He's not dealed with a defensive line like what we've got right now because we're are the leaders in the nfl with 24 sacks right now we've probably get gained the most pressures in the nfl i believe i could be wrong in that one but in terms of the sack count we're number one in the nfl i like it well if you want to read uh more about our defense coming up we have is your article drop today uh, or... it's it's currently it's still in the draft right now so i am going to it's, speak... yeah, it's on its way so it'll be it'll be out before game day perfect well keep an eye out for that it's in the trenches on bloggingthevoice.com um give me some give me some spicy takes for this week i feel like we can get kind of weird on offense right now well my last prediction completely fall on its face. I did say we were going to get a pick six from Anthony Brown. Could have used one, that's for sure. Yeah, we could have used that one. So I am going to reiterate my prediction. It's going to be a pick six from Anthony Brown. <laughs> so I am sticking to that because I think he is due to have one of those games where he's going to stand out from Diggs and everybody else. So... I mean, we're not hearing much from Anthony Brown, which is always a good thing. It means he's doing his job. But in terms of just making an impact play, I think he's due to have one coming his way. So, uh, and like said, like said, Dorf, he has been known in the past to throw interceptions. So hopefully with the pressure from the defensive front, they can force him to make those errors and we can actually capitalize on that. But but yeah, it's, it's hard not to... Um, bet against our Cowboys in this game. So for this game, I am going to say 28-16 Cowboys. All righty. My boldish prediction is going to be that I think that uh, Dak is going to hit CD on a long pass for a touchdown. Also, I think this is a game Turpin goes yard. Oh, interesting. So you think he'll go for... He thought he was going to break loose last time and he stumbled and he's kicking himself. He's getting so close to it. So close to it. He wants it. He's hungry. This week, Like especially after a loss like that, he's going to want to come back and and grab it by the horns and he's going to this week, I think. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Absolutely. 31-17 Cowboys. Ah, so you're not far off from me then. So you're going for two touchdowns and a field goal for the Lions and an extra field goal on top of the Cowboys. Okay, no, that seems fair. All right, guys. It seems like uh, we are pretty confident this week. I know the Cowboys are feeling it. Dak Prescott is excited to get back out there. And, um, you know, Paul is going to be awake for this one. Like very. Hey! <laughs> Make sure you go join him. Tell him where they can find you, Paul. Yeah, um, thank God it's going to be a 6 p.m. game. Thank God in the, here in the UK. But yes, you can find me at IMP Stu on Instagram and Twitter. 
Perfect. I am at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can find all of Paul's writing and everybody else's at bloggingtheboys.com. You can listen to us talk all day long um, about the Cowboys wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know um, how much you love us. And uh, we'll be back next week. In the meantime, go Cowboys. I bet them Cowboys. Yeah, how about them Cowboys? That's how it's said, Nick. <laughs>